Welcome to another episode of the So-Called Oreos podcast. I'm Janae. I'm Kia. I'm Mari. Hey, I'm Rachel. Um, And we're back. Another episode. Um, We did want to highlight that, you know, given the circumstances in life right now, which I'm sure we all know about, um, we are... Uh, doing the podcast over Skype. So just in advance, we want to apologize for any glitches, any weird sound. You know, we're doing what we can. Well, anyway, um, yeah, tell, tell us tell us what happened in, in uh, Black history. What, what was that? What happened? Okay, y'all. So this week in Black history... April 19th, 1978, Max Robinson became the first African-American to anchor network news, and that network was ABC. And then on April 24th, 1972, we got James M. Roger Jr., who became the first African-American to be named National Teacher of the Year, and he was honored at a White House ceremony. Um, So I just wanted to highlight... I try to do like some type of related theme with the This Week of Black History. And I just like that one because it's jobs that are like extremely important right now during this pandemic. So, you know, um, news, that's how we kind of get updated in like the world and everything right now. It's super important. And teachers, and I think people are realizing how important teachers are with people having to be homeschooled and stuff like that. So that's what I wanted to highlight in This Week in Black History. So this, I was going to say this week in Black history, that's not my segment. We just did that. Um, So for Black professionals we love, I decided to highlight uh, former former NFL player turned doctor Myron Roll. Hopefully that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, Along with all those in the healthcare field who now find themselves on the front lines fighting coronavirus. Um, So Roll, during his during his football career, uh, he played professionally for the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, but after playing in the NFL for three years as a defensive back, he decided to leave professional football in 2013 to pursue his dream of becoming a brain surgeon. Uh, he's now a third-year neurosurgery resident at Massachusetts General Hospital, where the neurosurgery neurosurgical, sorry, floor has been transformed into a COVID-19 patient floor. Um, And doctors and nurses are working around the clock to take care of patients and risking their own lives to give others a fighting chance. So I just want to say thank you to all those people. Their jobs were important before this, but they're even more important now. Uh, During this time, I personally don't know if I would have it in me to risk my life and be on the front lines. Um, But I'm so thankful that there are people who have that in their DNA and are willing to do the necessary work. Amen. Definitely want to back off that because it's, it's a very, very big deal that a lot of people are going to work every day and they don't know how they're going to end the week, you know? So shout out to all healthcare workers right now. Really? Yeah. Um, as you guys know, we are in the midst 
of a pandemic. Um, so our episode uh, for today, we really just wanted to focus on how to stay positive um, during the COVID-19 outbreak and, and while you're social distancing, how to just stay happy, upbeat, do things that um, keep you busy and, and keep you not so down in the dumps. Um, so, you know, we all know what COVID-19 is. It's an infectious disease that causes res—excuse res, me respiratory illnesses. Um, and the symptoms are a cough, a fever, in severe cases, difficulty breathing. Um, and so far, the best methods to stay safe are social distancing, constantly washing your hands, covering your face, and really stay home. Stay home, y'all. Don't go nowhere. Stay home. Yes. Um, so far, this virus has killed over 18,000 Americans and more than 16 million Amer Americans are out of work. Um, I know that, you know, currently most of us are blessed and we can work from home. Um, but I mean, we don't know how long that's going to last for. So in these turbulent times, I think it's just important for us to, I don't know, try to figure out how to be as constructive and positive as possible. 100%. Yeah, for sure. And I'm just going to go into some little facts and comments about the coronavirus and the black community. You guys can chime in whenever you want. But um, I know before, like, I don't know if you guys were aware, but especially on Twitter, like a couple weeks before the whole pandemic kind of hit the U.S., uh, there was like rumors that like coronavirus couldn't get African-Americans and African-Americans couldn't get coronavirus. And the first one who tested was like the guy from the NBA. I'm forgetting his name. And then you just saw this. So then people were like, oh, damn, it's a lie. Um, so that's 100 percent not true, guys, um, just because I know like people you know, I have family in the South and I called my uncle yesterday and he was like, that telling me, I mean, there were some circumstances. So he was just telling me how like, you know, it's harder for them to social distance down there. And that just made me realize like, maybe some people don't really know how severe it is or like some people really can't social distance, but I just want to point out that it is, um, super dangerous and a super deadly disease. Um, and yeah, it's of course hitting black people, terribly um i was reading this article black americans face alarming rates of coronavirus infections in some states which is really unfortunate because also if you look at the stats and how this virus came about like we all know it originated in wuhan china um the new york times also did another piece about how the cases in the u.s actually most of the cases came from europe not Asia. Um, but that's just to point out that a lot of these cases came from Europe and Asia, not Africa. But Black people are, of course, getting hit the hardest from the virus, which is really just unfortunate. If you look at the continents, I'm pretty sure Africa has the least amount compared to everyone else. Um, right, I think Africa right now is gearing up for, um, for it to hit them. I've been reading a few articles where it's expected uh, to get pretty bad. But also, I think just because when you look at how certain countries and certain cultures, traveling is a big aspect in um, certain ones. And so, like, like you're saying, like it's coming from Europe and China, just thinking about the um with how people travel between America and Europe, America and China, it's easy to see how it would most likely um impact us harder because we travel a lot. 
for sure. Yeah. And I think it's just like, um, it's also gonna, you know, we see it hitting the tri-state area first. Um, we're probably going to see it hitting the South in the, um, middle of America really soon. They're about to hit their peaks probably in a month. Um, and then, like you said, we're going to see it hit Africa. We're going to see it hit like poor countries, which is going to be probably really devastating. Cause one, they're probably not going to get the test. We can't even get tests in America. They're definitely not getting the test. And then there's a lot of articles about how, you know, the USA and Europe has basically bought up a bunch of like medical production and things we need for like six months. So those countries, even if they put in orders now, they're not going to get it for like past six months. So it's just going to be really sad um, to see that. And it's really unfortunate because no one should have to like, you know, their life shouldn't have to rely on like what medical supplies anyone has. Um, but yeah, just to piggyback off that, I just want to draw some things in African-Americans in uh, the U.S. because um, African-Americans account for more than half of those who have tested positive and 72% of virus-related fatal- uh, fatalities in Chicago, even though they only make up a little less than one-third of the population in Chicago. And then in other states, in Illinois, we have 43% of people who have died from the disease and 28% of those who have tested positive are African-Americans, a group that makes up just 15% of the state's population. Then we have African-Americans who account for a third of positive tests in Michigan represent 40% of the deaths in that state, even though they only make up 14% in that population. And lastly, in Louisiana, about 70% of the people who have died are Black, and they only make up one-third of the state's population. So that just shows you like how big this is impacting the black community and it's really unfortunate because we know they say if you have like underlying health conditions like you know um it's like heart conditions and like high blood pressure and auto autoimmune diseases are Mm -hmm. very high in the african-american american community and it's just like frustrating too because it's not like it's not like we're sickly people it's because systematically there have been things put in place that make it harder for us to get access to health care to you know drugs that are necessary for certain diseases and it's also frustrating too because now with um 45 saying that you know, certain medicines might help, but it has yet to be proven. And those are medicines that are needed for people who have autoimmune diseases. Like I know people who have lupus, there's a lot of these um, like medicines that they're saying might work against Corona, but it has yet to be proven. So people who need those medicines can't have access because people who are healthy are now stocking up on them. So, you know, America has screwed over black people for the entirety of its history and the native american people and so it's not it's you know it's not unusual to see that this that it would impact us the most for sure yeah and then i was just talking to my friend i'm like oh isn't it funny people from europe bringing viruses and killing us (laughs) you know We all know that story. Anyway, guys, I promise it's not a negative episode. Just want to give the facts. <laughs> I, I did, I did want to say, I, Kia and I were talking on the phone the other day, and Kia brought up the fact that, you know, this virus is coming over from Europe a lot. And I just find it funny that our president, the dick face he is, would make you believe that all of these cases are coming over from China mm-hmm. and the Chinese virus. And it mm-hmm. seems like it is always a ploy to pit different minority groups against the American person, which as we know, the American person is the white person. Um, And it's just so interesting that he's calling it the Chinese virus, but it's like, these cases are coming from Europe. 
Yep, sure is. Yeah, and then yeah, I think. Oh, sorry. No, no, you go. I don't even know. What I was saying. just gonna say. I think one of the first cases in Africa was in Egypt, and it was from a German man. Like mm-hmm. the, it's it's. I mean, again, this shouldn't be surprising because of just you know Trump's whole whole thing as president and even before then when he was running was based off of xenophobia and racism Mm -hmm. um but it's just unfortunate to see the uh rise of uh race related you know incidents uh particularly against asian americans since this has happened yeah um it's disgusting and again like how do you even you can't cure ignorance so i don't even know how you know how you fight against it yeah. Um, I think, how do we all feel right now in our hearts, in our minds? Um, I definitely wanted to, I don't know, take a second to just air out our thoughts right now, because I feel like this is the first time that in our lives we've ever had to go through anything like this. And I know that this is we're not at war, but we are, you know, like this is the first time since I think what the civil war that there has been any type of shelter in place or anything like that on American soil. Um, and it's, it's, it's a crazy time. And I think that along with before you can start staying positive, you also need to talk about how you're feeling and how you're processing and, and what you think about the entire situation, you know? For sure. I'll go last because I have a lot to say, but I'll let you guys I'll, go first. I'll, I'll kick it off. Um, I personally just feel very, I've been telling a lot of people that I kind of just feel like an angry teen because that's the best way I can put it where I just don't have any control right now. Um, I I have no say in what happens with government. And I think that's my biggest thing is just feeling disappointed in our government. I mean, I've said this multiple times, but back in January, I was worried about this. You know, back in January, I was just kind of like, wait a minute, there is this aggressive disease that is traveling all throughout Asia right now um, on the Lunar New Year's, like right around the corner and people are going to be traveling back and forth. That's a huge time for travel. So my thing was no one's really talking about this, but because I work in media and I manage the homepage for my website, like I'm seeing this, I'm seeing what news is putting out about this, but no one else is talking about it. Um, and then the knowledge that like me, just little, little young journalist was worried about this in January. And we've just been not talking about it, putting it off. It's been in the background. And then more and more cases start to come through. And still we did not shut down our borders or tighten our borders. Uh, It seems like our country is just more concerned with money and the economy than keeping people safe. Um, And then along with that comes a disappointment in people as a whole, because it seems like people are prioritizing their fun more so than keeping others safe. And it's like, wow, Americans. Um, Yeah. And it's just a crazy time right now. Like I have allergies and every time I cough or sneeze, I'm like, ah, Corona. And- <laughs> I, was literally, I was literally sneezing earlier and asked my parents for some allergies. And my dad just like, mind you, I'm upstairs and I'm looking down at my parents. My dad backs up and he was like, 
put your mask on. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is allergy season. Like it is. It's, it's allergy. It's rough. And I, I was. Oh god, it's very. I was so anxious because I was in New York City. Um, and you know, my family's from upstate New York and my job there were, we all had knowledge that there were reporters that were in, uh, South Korea, like a week prior and they came back and were working regularly in the office. They need to be sued. So all of us were buzzing around the office, like stay away from those people, like wash your hands. Um, and I know me and a few friends were like, we need to be working from home. Like this is bullshit. They need to make us work from home. And then it was like a week went by. And then the following week, they waited until we all got to the office on a Monday and then told us to work from home. For the but week. didn't you say, Janae, that they, you heard them talking about how they like, were like, oh, we're not going to let them work from home. Like, yeah. That. yeah, it was like, so the people, the reporters that were in South Korea, right? They came back on a Monday. By that Friday, I'd overheard my boss talking to another big boss about whether to make people work from home or not, right? That Friday that happened. And then on Monday, we all come into the office and it's like by, I don't know, 11 o'clock, they were like, go home. Um, so I, I was just frustrated because it was like, obviously there may be some type of case or, or something happening for y'all to make us all work from home. Um, and then from there, I was just kind of like, should I go home? Should I not go home? I don't know if I've come in contact with this virus. I'm not necessarily worried about my health, um, but I'm more so worried about my mom because she has asthma. My dad's in his 50s, you know. Um, yeah, those are all reasonable um, things yeah. to be concerned about. So I worked from yeah. home for a week and I took my temperature every day. I was only going outside for essentials. Um, and then I finally came home. But when I came home, there was a lot of anxiety for me because I was very, very worried about giving this virus to my family and, and possibly killing my family. Yeah, my, I just traveled home from North Carolina yesterday and my parents have quarantined me to, but I think this disease has done many things. Um, it has, I've always known I was privileged, but it has heightened my awareness of my privilege. I can come home and the way our house is structured, I have a whole floor to myself, like a whole level to myself. So whereas other people are, you know, in apartments that don't have the luxury of like separating themselves by room just because they have families in one apartment. So yeah, one is, I think, heightened uh, my awareness of my privilege, but also heightened like what's important to me and definitely, you know, being close to family, being around my family, seeing my family healthy. It's kind of made me like re, um, like readjust like what my future plans will like look like. And I think it's confirmed that I will definitely I want to be in New York State, close to family. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, not like in New York State, like for. Oh wait, did you say yay or no? No, I said yay. Oh, okay. <laughs> in my in my audio, it sounded like why? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it was positive. It, it was positive. Yeah. So New York is definitely home, and I think that's kind of um, highlighted, like what's important to me at least that's a good thing that's come out of this very shitty situation 
Yeah. I think touching on that privilege, Amari, is very, very important um, because that's definitely something that slapped me in the face too. Like I have the ability, not only the fact that I live in New York City, but I am from upstate New York where it's just a four or five hour drive, a 45 minute plane ride. Um, That's privilege right there. And then the fact that I can come home to my parents with a fully stocked fridge, I don't have to pay anything. If I were to lose my job, it would not be the end of the world. Like that's privilege right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel that too, just to top on you guys, because um, like this is the first week and I'll get into this later, but this is the first week I'll, I drove to my parents' house on Sunday. It is currently Saturday. So I've been here for like, I guess exactly a week. And I see a drastic difference of like my mental being, being here versus being in Jersey City. Mm-hmm. So like just like being in an apartment, um, you know, living with people, living with like neighbors, really close neighbors and seeing like the same city um, scenery. And then um, coming here, it's like, I look outside, it's legit trees, nature, sun. And it helps my mood a lot. Like sometimes I forget we're like in the middle of a pandemic because I'm looking outside, it's like beautiful. Um, I can come home to like, yeah, both parents, my sister. Um, so I have someone my age here, my dog. Um, like you said, like groceries, like food, stuff like that. Again, with the job, it's like very privileged that I even have a job. Um, right now that we're getting steady paychecks and even if I did lose my job it wouldn't be like you know the end of the world I don't have kids to take care of I'm not like struggling like that so it's definitely like huge blessings um and then Janae just the top of what you said a little bit about the government um it's it's crazy to me that right now Trump's ratings are higher makes Uh, no sense makes no sense whatsoever I, I literally was like, the only reason that people voted for Donald Trump, well, there's multiple reasons, but a huge one was that people were like, he's a businessman, economy, jobs, whatever. And so the fact that we're in a terrible crisis right now and millions of people have lost their jobs and his ratings are going up is insane to me. Yep. And I, I'll just never understand this country. Yeah. And, and the fact that he's more so focused on getting people back to work when it is clear that the quicker you get people back to work, the sooner we will have another outbreak of this virus that could As we have seen in China. Exactly. It it it's makes- like we have all the info we have all the info now. Like before they were like, we didn't have the info, no one could prepare. Okay, I think that's a lie because uh, they knew about like, it from uh, yeah. Like December. You yeah. Like you said, Janae, um you like I was reading, I read the New York Times updates every day and I was looking at these numbers from China and I was like, bro, this is crazy. Like these every day it was just like increase, increase. And I uh, me being America, I was like, good thing they're shooting over here. And we got hit like, you know, three times hard back in December. I was like, yo, this is insane. Like this virus is like killing a bunch of people in China. And I just, and I like, was like, bro, that I was just like, this is insane, whatever. And then, you know, March, I think March 11th. So it's exactly a month from when my job told me to stay home. And it's just crazy how much can happen in a month. Um, but I just think it is, like you said, disappointing with the government because it's like, I feel like the, the, I don't know who in New York said it, but someone was like, healthy New Yorkers should just live their lives. So I'm like, bet I'm healthy. I'm gonna keep living my life. Um, and then it was like, okay, actually 
you guys should probably work from home. And I was a little disappointed because I think my job, they were like a little wishy-washy about working from home. Like they were like, oh, we'll ask your manager. Yeah. Like the governor said, but like you should maybe. And then like three days later, they're like, that everybody work from home. But it's like by that time, and we had already had confirmed cases. So you guys definitely could have prevented that. Um, I think it's crazy how we didn't close the borders to China and Europe sooner mm-hmm. because the New York Times also said that, like, I think by New Year's, we had already let 500,000 people in from China. Yeah. So that's insane to me when you guys knew about the stats. Mm-hmm. And then just to, like, how the, um, you know, people in the government were selling their stocks because they knew how bad this would be. Um, just Corruption. Yeah, and it's just like, it, I don't want to hear the excuse, oh, we didn't know how severe it was. There is multiple speeches from Obama, Bill Gates, George W. Bush talking about there about to be a pandemic. We should be prepared. <laughs> But also, what's I think what's most frustrating too about that is that the prior administration, Obama, literally had a plan set up in case a pandemic was going to hit America, and Trump, Trump, uh, purposefully disregarded that plan. Yeah, and so it's like you literally had a plan handed to you. <laughs> and, yeah, didn't he fire like the people? Um, yeah, yeah, he did, mm. and, and that's crazy. crazy part to me is that you look at presidents in the past and you know this is not necessarily a good thing but President Obama presidents before him were good at saying oh this is happening over in this part of the world let's send troops and reinforcement to contain that shit so it won't be on American soil let's quietly go blow shit up over there so it won't hit America once again I don't necessarily condone that, but having the knowledge that this is something that if it hit American soil could be catastrophic. And right now America has what triple the cases of your yeah. country in the world. And China has a lot more, like the population is bigger than America. Oh, and, more dense. And in the, and in certain places, they're even in closer court. They're like, in closer quarters. So the fact that they were able to contain that at any rate and um, and to see how we how lackluster our response has been, like America I'm really confused about people's um inflated view of America as a whole in comparison to other countries because I'm like I'm for, a, for a first world country, this is some bullshit. Yeah. It is. It's but, insane. But first, but first world, third world, all that shit was stupid from the get go. So, because you look at it and you're like, I don't want to sound like super um, ungrateful and privileged because I have a weird relationship with America, as most of us probably do. But it's just like I was really thinking about like, what's the benefit of living here? You know, like besides, besides, like I get, like I'm super grateful for you know having the right to vote in the First Amendment. I am super grateful. Like, don't get me wrong, that's the probably number one thing I like about America is you know the freedom we have. But then it's like at what cost? You know, yeah. at like what cost with the racism and lack of healthcare, and you see people who look like you dying at alarming rates, and no one taking care of them. It's like, well, I could do that in any country. Yeah, yeah. So why don't I get healthcare? So why don't I just get my ass up and move to Canada? Like, because I'm like, it's the same thing. I think America is really good at making it seem like you have all this freedom and you have all this choice and you have all these rights, but you really don't. Because like you're even talking about the freedom or the right to vote. I mean, yeah, we all technically have the right to vote, but like voter suppression is a real, like, alive and well in America. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like we saw and. 
it was on good display in Atlanta when it was Stacey Abrams versus whatever the dude who actually won. Sure was. And they, stole, they basically stole the election from her. Y'all yeah. That up. And then you can see how he's uh, he's been approaching this whole corona thing. The other day he was like, I didn't even know people who who didn't show symptoms could have it. And it's like, ooh, bro. What? Or talk about how the Wisconsin primary, y'all had them people line up to vote during the pandemic, which is insane that people have to choose their health and the right to vote. So really, again, I can get this privilege in another country with some health care because it's crazy that we are a first world country and we don't got freaking tests, bro. Like, that doesn't make sense, especially when we knew about it. And also, there's just a lack of leadership right now. There's no... Trump is literally letting every state do what they want to do. And I think that this is not. Yeah, there's like a couple. Yeah, who are there's a couple states that still aren't, um, you know, social distancing. There are a lot of states that still aren't social distancing. I feel like New York people aren't social distancing. New York people are not social distancing. And I feel like now is the time for strong leadership. Now is the time for us to all have these same rules. Because when I first got home, I was like watching the news every day. Terrible, terrible idea. Terrible idea. But I was watching the news every day and I was just confused. My best friend lives in California. And I was just kind of like, because she was saying that they had shelter in place before they had it in New York, which is insane. But anyway, so they had shelter in place for a while. They were mandated to work at home for a week or two before New York was mandated to work at home. Like if you don't have a necessary job or whatever. And I'm like, why is California doing that? But New York is still just kind of like, if you're healthy, live your life. Mm -hmm. Why people travel between California and New York and New York and California all the time. So how, what's the point of rules if people are coming and going as they please and i hate how they were like oh well um the u.s just doesn't have that type of like social structure to like if we say stay at home it's gonna freak out people guess what else is gonna freak out people the death rate hitting two hundred thousand. okay so like how about y'all like stop with the whole like let's baby like americans and let's put some actually laws in place so we can stop this sooner it's not rocket science i'm confused i think and I, I think also America is, I think America is very individual centric. And yeah. so a lot of people struggle with that idea of community first and then self second. I think we're starting to see that blow up in our faces because I think it's kind of reiterating how important uh, community is and how necessary that is for individual health. But again, because America is so self-centric, people can't wrap their heads around the idea that they might have to sacrifice certain things for the commonwealth good. Yeah. For sure. And then it's also like we like I think I tweeted this, but it's like how fast we're gonna come out of this is really relying on like selfishness mm-hmm. and stupidity. Yeah. Like it's basically like how stupid are Americans and how selfish are Americans. We're really gonna see it come from this. And like from this, I really don't wanna be because just from 2016, my you know, relationship with this country has dwindled significantly. Um, but I'd really wanna see us come out of this like positive and with that, I mean, like new laws to prevent this, to see, you know, the income inequality, how this is affecting 
Um, and it's really disappointing because, you know, as we know, Joe Biden is now the nominee. Um, he's really not, you know, putting anything out there that's really going to change. Uh, so it's just kind of like, well, where are we going to go from here? Are we just going to go through all this for nothing? Or are we going to put some laws and structure in place that we could prevent this and see the issues with capitalism? And I'm not saying like tear down capitalism, but like clearly we have an issue with capitalism and, and the patriarchy. Tear, it, yeah. tear that shit down. Yeah. And it's crazy how like, you know, we see all these celebrities getting tested and you got people really sick can't even get tested, but y'all getting tested twice for fun. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, there's so many things that this has shown. And I think it would be super disappointing if we don't um, act on it. Yeah. If we don't act on it, if we don't see like the change in this, like it would and be I, really disappointing that we would just, people would die for nothing in my opinion. Yeah. And, and I think that because I think at all of this governors have really come up on top as like important leaders um not necessarily that that's how it's supposed to be set up but that's just how it's been happening we've you know, been doing the promo. we've been seeing him give more direction than trump and so i hope people realize that you know local government's important you know state government's important so while you you know go out to vote for the president also make sure you're going out to vote for like governors your senators and also get involved yourself and i think that's what i've gotten out of this and hopefully you know a lot of people have gotten this out gotten out of this is that like we all need to get involved because although we may not have a necessarily we may not feel like we have a say like national wise or state wise if we just get involved in the tiniest ways Hopefully that'll impart some change. I mean, at this point, who knows? No, for sure. Um, Rachel, do you want to chime in on how you're feeling? Yeah, um, just going back to how we all are feeling. Um, for me, I'm just a little bit worried. Uh, you all mentioned how you were able to go back home and just live with your parents. Um, I'm away from my family, but I've been contacting them every day. Um, FaceTime to my sister, my father, um, and my mom, she's working, uh, every day she works, she's a nurse, she works at a nursing home. Um, so her, you know, sacrifice, making that sacrifice to, uh, continue to help those in need and also, um, making sure that, you know, the family is doing well financially. Um, I am working from home. It did take a while for my job to finally let us work from home. Um, I believe next week will make it a month since I've been working from home. Um, but if, you know, God forbid, we're, I'm no longer to work from home, um, losing my job will be a, real, a really big issue for me. So um, I am grateful that I am still able to work from home. And I hope that uh, my job a lot keeps allowing us to to work from home, um, and it didn't really hit me until you know, the second week I was working from home, because when when you like when you you have your job wherever your job is, and then coming home is, is home is your safe haven, that's your escape from like the everyday life. But now that um, I'm also like working from home, and at the end of the day, like. I'm still home. It takes it takes a while for for me to adjust. So when I can, I put, put my mask on and I go outside for a walk. I'm like Kia said, like it's my, my scenery is beautiful. I'm surrounded by trees and today's a beautiful day. So 
um, it, as much as I can, I do try to leave my apartment and, and go for a walk um, and, and be active, you know, stay having a strict routine and following that routine. There are some days where I don't get to follow that routine because it's mentally I'm just like drained. But on days that I can uh, follow my routine, I do. Um, I do follow that routine. And um, do we want to just jump into like how we stay positive? Yeah. Were well, you going there already? Yeah. Wait, real quick. Wait, sorry, real quick. I just want to touch on something before before we go to the positive because just want to say I'm like 95% I had coronavirus. <laughs> But I'm just going to talk about this experience really quick because I know it's been super negative and I know that, you know, the news is always focusing on like the death rate and like how many people have died and all these, you hear all these stories about how people are gasping for air and all this stuff. And yes, it is true, but just want to say from personal experience, um, it's, it's not that bad guys, if you do get it, um, I'm just going to say, I think I have it one because that week where I was working from home, the two days before that I had. I never take the subway because I walk to work, but those two days, of course, I had to take the subway. I was doing networking events. I was going to a comedy show. So I was actually very much um, in the public sphere on top of work, on top of going to New York and going on the subway. Um, so that Wednesday, they told us we're working from home. Um, that week, they told us there was a confirmed case on our on my floor out of all the freaking floors there was like on my floor so i was like that's a little scary um by that friday i knew something was off because i had a video conference meeting and i i couldn't get the energy to even do a video conference of just sitting up like i couldn't even sit up and i had like my temperature was a little off i was hanging out with my friends like in jersey city and we wanted to go to like a local coffee shop i couldn't eat um I was just and then by the end of the day I was just like out of it my friends were like really concerned because like I think if you know me I'm pretty positive and I don't ever freak out about things I'm pretty chill for the most part on that but like that that day it was just like off I think subconsciously I knew I had it and I was like freaking the fuck out um it was also a little scary because I was like okay I can get through this like I'm working from home I'm a pretty social person so I was just like you know um I'll see my friends in Jersey City I'll go to different restaurants and then I started to panic because the news started coming in slowly of like okay Jersey City has a curfew okay, all these um, restaurants that we were going to go to are like, we're not, you know, open. Then it was like bars are closed by 10 p.m. And so then I just started like panicking. Um, and then that night I had like basically two panic attacks in the middle of the night. And I was just like freaking out. Um, the next day I actually went to New York to see two of my friends um, just to calm that down. Um, there was like nobody there. We had lunch. Um, but that helped my um, and, like just being, I don't know it helped seeing them. And then that day I was like, my friend came over, I was burning up. Like I, I couldn't, it was just so hot. Like I was just, I don't know, like had the sweats. And then by that Sunday, like the body aches had hit and I had completely was like, I can't function. Like, um, and then like I was reading the news about how they wouldn't test unless you had a confirmed like temperature. I didn't have a thermometer. So I had to call, you know, all these pharmacies in Jersey city with the grace of God. I literally guys got the last one. I called 15 pharmacies. The last one was like, we have two thermometers left and you can get here in 
30 minutes, we'll give it to you. And I drove, got it, checked my temperature. I had a fever for, I want to say 10 days. Mm. The body aches lasted, I want to say around 10 days. Um, it, it was super rough. Like one time I called my mom at 4am and, and like my parents were just on the phone with me for like two hours. Cause I was just in so much pain. Um, I had the only thing that would help was like me taking, um, Tylenol also heard that you guys can't take ibuprofen. So just, uh, in Advil, I think. Um, but yeah, the Tylenol was like the only thing and I didn't want to keep taking Tylenol cause that's not really, you know, good for you. And I wanted to fight it off. Um, but the Tylenol was like the only thing I could function and, I can only function from when the Tylenol was hitting. And that means I had to, you know, sleep at that time, do whatever, respond to people, um, keep hydrating because the fever was like killing me. Um, and so I do want to say like, it, it, it was a little scary only because out of, I've had a lot of like, I don't want to say a lot of illnesses, but I've had a, a, a span of medical conditions. That was probably the scariest only because the recovery time is rough. Um, like it took me, like I said, 10 days to have a fever. The recovery time was like slow and rough on top of reading the news. Um, and you're not really sure what's happening. I went to urgent care. I tried to get tested. Um, I, I didn't end up getting tested because like we know the, they wouldn't reserve tests and basically, basically told me I had to die. <laughs> I had to be dying to get a test. Um, I clearly had symptoms. I clearly was in contact with people. I work in New York. Um, I had, I have asthma. Um, I took the flu test. It was negative. So I'm just saying all signs probably go to that. And they basically were like, well, there's a couple of different viruses going around. We don't have enough tests. Basically just go home and stay home and don't talk to like, don't be around people for two weeks, which is a little insane. Um, if you think about it, like I pay for healthcare, I can't get a test and you guys are really only telling me to just stay home for two weeks. Um, so that's the fact that you prefaced this saying it's really not that bad guys and then <laughs> listed out that's it, not like yeah, that's rough as hell i just want to be transparent okay so i i thought i had a mild case compared to everyone but everyone's like yeah that's bad so i'm thinking maybe i had a medium case i don't oh, know for 10 days right yeah i you didn't know for 10 days body aches for 10 days i mean compared yeah. to, like you weren't on a ventilator that's what which I'm is like severe but like <laughs> still it also depends on like if you have any other um illnesses like it may not have been bad for you but for someone else like people had to like go to the hospital people are on ventilators for sure in life so that's what i'm saying i think i had like I, I think with all that, like, I think um, if this was like probably three years ago, it might have been worse, but only because I started like um, increasing um, my helping my immune system and stuff. Um, but I was just lucky that I didn't have to go to the hospital because I do have asthma. Right, and I was about to say, as someone with asthma. Yeah, like, it did impact your breathing. Yeah, so my breathing was off. I would, I don't know about shortness of breath because I've never had that. Um, but I, my breathing was definitely off. Like, I can tell the difference. And I, I took my inhaler a couple of times. So I think that also helped that I have an inhaler and that um, I'm like aware of like breathing issues. Um, but I wasn't like gasping for air, you know, and I'm, my, I don't think my lungs are like corroding like most people. So even with all that being said, it was a really terrible experience. I did recover and I was not in the hospital. And honestly, that's a blessing. <laughs> like, so At this point, you gotta count them. <laughs> yeah. So like, I just think like, especially anyone who's young, like it is scary, but just like, do do what you got to do like take care of yourself 
and stay away from older people. Like I would not let my parents see me for like at least three weeks. I was like, I'm going to go through this alone. I don't care. I'm not getting anyone sick. You guys cannot come up here. And then I waited to come home. Um, so I just want to say like, you know, I'm alive and well, it was just 10, two weeks of being bad, but you know, it's possible. Um, so, you know, don't freak out if you, if you can. Yeah. Um, but on to positive. <laughs> yeah. Rachel, Rachel, finish up telling us about your positivity and things that you've been doing to help yourself out. Uh, yeah. Um, again, it's it's been really hard for me um, personally, but um, what I try to do is um, like I would wake up early before I log into work. And I'll make myself breakfast and uh, stretch, work out for a little bit. Um, during my lunch breaks, I go out for walks. So my apartment complex is big enough for us to just to stay in and just walk around. Um, and um, also playing board games with my boyfriend. We need to like stay away from electronics and do things like, like Scrabble's like our favorite game right now. Um, just doing things to get our minds off of what's going on. I don't watch the news as often as most people do. Um, I try to stay away from that. Um, again, and just keep in contact with my family as much as I can um, and remaining hopeful, you know, um, thinking of uh, thinking of ways that, thinking of ways for, um, ways that I can continue to, be better and to feel better about whatever it is that's going on. Um, and I also like taking care of my plants is very therapeutic for me. How's Bubba? Uh, Mari bought me a plant a couple months ago. <laughs> Since then I've been like personally so and right. And um, I can see why people, you know, they do have gardens and, and plant because um, it's something that's relaxing for me. And it's something that I um, just enjoy doing. But overall, um, and also like having friends to who are there for you when you need um, someone to talk to. Um, but overall, again, just trying to remain positive and um, just being honest, saying if I'm not feeling well today, I'm going to say I'm not feeling well. Um, you know, I'm not going to hide the fact, hide what I'm feeling, um, and reading, read, just, just keep yourself busy and, um, yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing. Okay. Um, I'll talk about the things that I've been doing next. Um, I've started doing paint pours, which is really fun. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, you know, it's something that you see on Instagram. My Instagram Explorer page is completely trash. But one of the things that I see are people doing like calligraphy and painting. And I've always wanted to be an art hoe. Um, so that's been great. My mom has like, when I moved out, she made my room into a little like art studio. So she has a lot of painting stuff just here. Um, so I've been using that. I've been going on bike rides every other day after work. Um, I've been doing yoga. Um, I'm reading Harry Potter. I'm on the third book. Yeah. Uh, 
continue with the Instagram stories on them. I will. I will. I, I have to do another one. I just coming to the realization of how trash Dumbledore is, is crazy to me, but <laughs> that's something you don't hear often. Dumbledore is trash. He's trash. <laughs> what I mean. Wait, are you guys team Slytherin or team Gryffindor or what? Gryffindor. Oh, I'm a Slytherin. I mean, great. I've only I've only watched the movies, so I I have nothing to base it off of. Oh, you got to make a Pottermore account so you can figure out what house you're in. You're in Ravenclaw. No, Mars a Ravenclaw. Yeah, I was going to say. Wait, wait. Why? Because they're the smart ones, like the no. educational. You're definitely a Ravenclaw. You're Ravenclaw. I have taken the test three times, and I got a Ravenclaw twice and a Slytherin once. Um, so I Slytherin. Yeah, I'm yeah. A Slytherin. I always get Slytherin first and then Gryffindor, but it's very close. Mm, mm. It's like I'm on the border of Slytherin and Gryffindor, and all my friends are like, "Hey, you're a Gryffindor," and I'm like, "No, I want to embrace my nasty Slytherin side." <laughs> I think you're Slytherin, and Slytherins aren't nasty. Slytherin. No, but people always think they are, and I'm like, "Ooh, I want to embrace it. I love it." Slytherins, Slytherins are, are just strategic. They're strategic. Yeah. They're logic based, and they're very, very focused on their goals. They're very goal oriented, and they're not—they're not afraid of who they might need to cut in order to get to those goals. And they're dedicated to Slytherin, like all Slytherin works together because they're like dedicated to each other. Yeah, um, Rachel, I would say you're a Hufflepuff or For a Rachel. Sure. She's sweet. I don't—I yeah. don't know what that is. <laughs> is that a cereal brand? What is a Hufflepuff? But it's a cereal have. brand. We need to take a test so we can all see what we are. Yeah. Next 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 episode we can read our results to each other. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Janae. Continue. No, you're good. Um, other than that, I've I've still been talking to my therapist. Um, I'll just go on a 45 minute walk and be talking on the phone with her, which has really, really been helpful for me. Just, you know, keep it with therapy. Um, and then other than that, to be real, it's just been talking to the homies, one. And two, I'm still making plans for the future. I'm not giving up on this summer until it's time to give up on this. <laughs> like, I honestly got... So next month. <laughs> yeah. right. Honestly, I know that it might not be the most logical thing in the world, but it... I can't sit here and be like, well, I don't know where I'm going to be in August. So I'm just not even going to think about it. Nah, I'm trying to be out here in August. Like I'm still trying to make plans. I'm not saying I'm going to, you know, risk my life just to have a hot girl summer, but I'm saying that I'm being hopeful and that I have convinced myself that by June we're back. So I've, I've just been really trying to think about my life and, how upbeat this summer is going to be because she was away for all the spring. So. I feel that, bro. I That's feel that. Mari, you want to tell us? Or, okay. wait. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Well, maybe I'll go first because, you know, I'm the resident um, pessimist. So we should stop. <laughs> we should end on a positive note. <laughs> and since he is a positive resident. Um, so as y'all can imagine, it's been a little bit of a struggle for me. Um, I'm someone that. Oh no! We did we lose hey, it? Amari left. Amari, oh, she actually. How we her connection? Yeah. Damn y'all! The universe is like, nah, with that negativity. But no, come back. I know. I'm gonna text him. 
this is quarantine you know what can y'all hear me no No. but i can see you guys now wow that whole time i couldn't see you bull crap man skype sucks sorry skype if you don't want us to talk bad about you sponsor us i am not sorry to skype y'all need to do better because y'all have been around for too long to be messing up like too long y'all been around i don't know too damn long too long too long Y'all gonna see this on our YouTube. Shout out to our YouTube channel. What's good? <laughs> YouTube. I mean, I think we should keep this in the show. This is a moment. I, I think it's funny. Also, what do y'all expect? Like, we in quarantine and we gotta do everything remote. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> do you hear me? Yeah. Okay, we got it. So just go back into it? Yeah. Yeah, just, just go back in, you know? Okay. So yeah, as the resident pessimist, um, it's been a lot of work for me to remain positive in this. Uh, most days, I'm the person who reads the news an unhealthy amount. So I start my morning like reading about Corona and then I end my night reading about it. Um, but I've been trying to be better. So I've been working on writing poetry, editing poems that I've already written, um, working on some freelance gigs, watching, of course, my Hulu and Netflix shows. Um, I'm a shameless binger, um, but I've also been taking this time to, you know, like reflect on how simple my life has been before this um, and just how uh, blessed I've been in this life. So that's been helping me be introspective but also since now i'm in upstate and being in the country well it's not the country but like we're right next door to the boonies um there's a lot of open space so i'm looking forward to being outside once my parents let me free of this quarantine like going on walks maybe getting into jogging um helping my mom in the garden so i'm i'm excited to to be one with nature and i'm also like trying to think about like creative projects i can do during this time so my parents might just be getting a lot of self-portraits taken of them during this this period of social distancing so that's yeah you know i mean that's all that stuff happens on a good day on my bad days i'm like we're all gonna burn and this is hell and there's no future but when i'm positive i feel you you on that um okay for me i did feel that way amari Uh, it was like i think it also was like like i said being in an apartment you're kind of just like bro i wake up another day we still in this bullshit um but i don't feel that way now that i guess i have more space and stuff yeah um so that definitely helps i've been like so i only read the news only allow myself to read the news twice a day um one in the morning for updates and one in night for updates um but i do feel like i'm also kind of like numb to this now i don't know if it's numbing for a couple reasons one because like i said 95 percent sure i had it um so i'm kind of just like okay i went through it over with they're saying you can't get it twice let's hope they're right they're saying you know by then you're probably not contagious are going to get it twice so that kind of calms me down like even if i were to come in contact i probably won't get in i probably won't pass it on so that definitely um takes a lot off my shoulder uh you know i went through it early i didn't have to go to the hospital where like the hospitals don't have stuff so that definitely helps and then i'm kind of just like you know what i'm not gonna you know freak myself out every day um 
and you know there's nothing I can do about it but um I'm not gonna like you know keep beating myself up every day because I have no control like you said and you know I just have no control so as you guys know I'm a goal planner so the first thing I did was I wrote down all the goals I wanted to accomplish in quarantine Uh, a lot of them is you know perfecting my skincare uh taking care of my nail nails getting them healthy trying new hairstyles um doing a lot of workout challenges um doing a lot of stuff for this podcast for my job um finishing the book and content I had to read. I also wrote down a schedule. So, you know, just wrote wrote down a schedule of like what I'm going to do in the morning. Um, You know, what my work day looks like, what my my lunch break looks like, what I want to do after work and just to get accustomed to that new schedule since this is like my life for now. Um, Let's see what else I wrote down. Oh, what helps with me is I choose one thing a day that I want to accomplish and that helps me, you know, take space with the time and it's related to my bigger goals so it's like okay this today i'm gonna work on this podcast and editing the podcast and i have something to do today and it's you know uh related to my bigger goals or like i'll try a new hairstyle um i'll try a new hair product or something like that um i'll make things with my friends like today i have we're playing this online game at 9 p.m and last week it was my friend's birthday and we all like did the house party app so that was fun um keeping in touch with my family um and stuff which is really helpful helping so just like keeping busy and having something to look forward to definitely helps a lot um in the morning and at night i really think about how grateful i am um, and how blessed i am which helps me a lot and puts things in perspective because um two years oh wait okay two years ago i was in china guys so it's really lucky that i didn't plan that china trip uh, this year because two years ago exactly at this time I was in China um, also last year at this time I was in Mardi Gras in March so we're seeing a lot of things hitting Louisiana and people who went to Mardi Gras so also blessing I didn't go there and then last year this time I was unemployed because I was laid off and my aunt did have cancer so I am really lucky that I do have a job now and my aunt is healthy and she's not going through chemo when a time where all the hospitals and stuff and she would be super vulnerable so it's just things like that where I'm looking at like you know literally at this time April 11th last year like what was I going through the last two years and such a blessing that I didn't do that now and it's almost like how I always say like the universe and stuff it's almost like the universe did look out for me with um because I usually am on vacation once in the spring and me and my best friend were going to book a vacation in the spring in Europe and it's just we just decided not to because the weather um and I was we were kind of bummed because we're like damn we usually go somewhere every spring it's kind of sucky we don't have anything planned and it's just like kind of like a blessing that it was looked out for us that we didn't we didn't book that Europe trip because we wouldn't have been able to go um so it was just like think helping looking at things like where we were the last couple of years compared to now. Um, I think that definitely helps me with like my positivity and like just reminding how blessed I am. Yeah. Like not even like just to piggyback off of what you said, I'm not like, again, I'm the resident pessimist. So like energy, like believing in energy and science, I'm like, uh, but this situation has really helped me like lean into that because in get um, back in the fall, I was like, for whatever reason, I really wanted to go to Jamaica to visit my grandma's because one is 98. Um, and the other one I just hadn't seen in a while. And so I went in January 
And I'm like, dang, like, I don't know the next time I'll actually be able to physically see them. So I was so thankful that I went when I did. And also my dad visited me back in, I think it was either January or early February. And I asked him to bring medical masks so I could use them when I was cleaning my apartment. Lord, and now look at how hard it is. So I'm just like, they're like weird little, like, I'm like, thank God for timing. Um, because who would have known that I would have needed a mask in day-to-day life moving forward. Yeah, it's like crazy how things like kind of like work out like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just some other tips for you guys that I just looked up on a couple of websites that are, what's it called? Well, I'm forgetting the name reputable sites yeah that's the word <laughs> sorry i like forgot about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm not hitting some bogus facts but here's just some other facts we kind of touched on but i mean just take a mental into inventory of your well-being um if you guys are really going through something like try online therapy like janae mentioned therapy um if you can or have the ability to i know a lot of um services are out there now that are lowering their price and stuff for people during the pandemic. So there's a lot of things that are going to be lowered price right now, which is really helpful for everyone. Um, journaling, maybe take the time and assess the things um, you'd like to change for the future. So this is a weird time, but maybe like it puts things in perspective, what you actually want to achieve in the future, what really matters to you in the future and, and kind of just like being in process with your emotions. Um, with that being said, it's, it's definitely okay everyone's like online being like, I'm going to try a new skill and everything like that. And it's okay to not feel that way. Like you don't have to feel like you're motivated to do like a bunch of goals and planning. It's a weird time. It's not easy for everyone. It's a lot harder for a lot of people. So it's okay to just be like, I'm not feeling motivated. I feel out of it. I'm sad. And that's a completely reasonable response. And you don't have to feel like you need to tackle the whole world right now. Um, also choose to limit, you know, the news consumption and your social media consumption. Cause a lot of, I think a lot of it could just be like too much. And, um, like I said, like when I read the news, like I look outside, it's sunny and I read the news. I'm like, damn, okay. Outside of my house, people are really dying, dying. So it's just like limiting that, like be aware, but like limit the negativity of the news. Um, find a routine. I read that that definitely helps. Um, so like get up, actually get dressed don't stay in your pajamas all day like take a shower uh figure out a workout routine i don't know but just stick to a routine and then also like find activities to fill the time so even if that's just like you know binging a new show or something or like learning how to draw like janae said with art that might you know be a little positive make a tiktok account i don't know um take a free online course there's a lot of free online courses that you guys can take so there's one coursea i'm taking one from like i think it's from harvard or something but it's like how to be positive (laughs) it's literally a course what is oh the science of well-being it's from yale university so it's free so you know you guys can do that it's there's a lot of other options that goes along with that i think yeah does yeah, I think it's either Yale or Harvard, but I've been listening to it to get more positive oh, yeah, for like cool. the past year. I think it's called the Happiness Lab, oh, based off oh. of the the course. Oh yeah, well that's exciting. I'm gonna listen to it after I take this course. Um, see if there's like local activities you, um, around you guys, because I know like for Jersey City, like we used to have this midnight market, and they moved it like online, so you could like live stream the DJ and also order from like these local restaurants and help them out. So there's a lot of things that people are doing like that are were regular like even comedy shows online so just like 
uh, museum exhibits are like doing museums online. Like you could like live stream the zoo, watch pandas, like my shirt, Um, online meetups. Like there's a lot of stuff that you could still do socially online. Um, Like we said, practice gratitude and mindfulness is probably going to help during this time. Keep in touch with your loved ones and friends, like play online games and apps. Like you guys can download House Party. I don't know if you guys have that. But basically, it's an app where you could, like, FaceTime all at once and then play different games and with each other. So there's ways to, like, stay connected to people. Just pick up the phone or, like, text someone and be like, I'm thinking of you. I think that means a lot to people, especially during this time. Um, keep in mind if something to look forward each day, like I said, that probably will help. Because, like, on weekends, we're usually out and about. And now it's just like, damn, what is our life? But, you know, we can make the best of it. Um well, uh, remember that things are like temporary and this will pass. So like, I know it feels like we're like in this, like kind of like weird movie type state, but like things are going to get better. And especially like where we are, we're going to see the curve soon. We're going to see it flatten. Um, I think we're like the worst right now. Wait, what'd you say? New York is seeing it flatten right now. Yeah, like I think, you know, especially the ones that got hit hard first, we're going to see the flat and then we're going to see it flatten for the rest of the country. And I really think by like, you know, July, it's going to be drastically different. So um, I know it feels like the end of the world right now, but like it's it's not going to last forever. Um, and then just some things if you guys are work, working from home. Uh, get dressed like I said uh, like pretend like you're actually going to work designate a workspace versus like a home office so like if you're in your room all day you're that's probably going to be a little rough so I would just like designate like the kitchen or living room to your like workspace and then you can go back to your bedroom so it's kind of like separating your work and personal life um, take a lunch break like you would uh, keep your like working hours. So if you work from nine to five, do nine to five. Don't be doing nine to eight. Don't be on your like, you know, available at eight if you don't need to be. Uh, you still have your set hours. Um, and lastly, don't forget to socialize. So like you would talk to your coworkers at work. So you should talk to them now. So like if that's hitting them up on Gchat or Slack and just being like, yo, what's good? Talking shit about your boss. I don't know. But you would do that anyway. So just do it now. Um, and yeah, that's just some tips for you guys to get through Corona. I think next we wanted to talk about dating during the Rona. Should you? Should you not? Nah. Who knows? Um yeah, as someone who has was actively on the dating site before Corona, this has been interesting. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I've always found it difficult to maintain uh, virtual relationships in general and have really tried hard to move off of the apps as quickly as possible. Now, with that not being an option, it's really challenged my ability to continue to text people or to, I hate, I, I just like, I'm not a caller, so I have to like build myself up to that. And so to call people I actually don't know has been a bit of a struggle too. Um, and I was, I was kind of excited about a person before this happened, and I was looking forward to going on going on more dates with him. Uh, and so to see that kind of like just be dashed away and have to like 
keep and keep this up is really hard because you're like, I don't even know when I'm going to meet you or yeah. if I'm ever going to meet you. Um, and I know probably because Janae, um, you're active on the, the sites too, how that's been for you as well. <laughs> um, so it's, it's been weird because I do have like one, I'm, I'm just going to start calling them Rona Bays, the people that you're talking <laughs> to right now. Cause I have, there's this one guy that I've been talking to for a while and we had been intending to, you know, meet up before everything went down, but just like our schedules just were not matching up. Um, and now since all of this has started, it's like we still talk just about every day, but it's just like, I don't know. And, and he and I have already talked about this kind of that feeling of like, where do we go with this? Because we obviously want to meet each other, but it's just like this weird thing of like, do we just keep on texting every day, not knowing when we're going to meet up or... You know, so have you been on Hinge? You said you've been on Hinge uh, still. I was like lightly on. Uh, I'm still getting notifications. I'm still on the app. But do I actually use the app right now? Not really, because I'm just kind of like I've got one guy that I can't really meet that I really do want to meet. So it's like adding another person to the plate right now feels a little weird. Yeah, I'm like, how much? Like, because Amari, when did you start like talking to this person or start? Literally went on a date with him before spring break. And Mm -hmm. at that dinner date, we were talking about Corona and we're like, we we were just like, it seems serious, but it hasn't hit. And we were just like, how do we move forward? Not like in our dating, but just like in life with this. And we, our conversation got interrupted by um, someone who was at the bar with us. And they were like, no, like, it's going to impact us greatly and like went into a long list. So to see everything that she had said um, actually come true was we've been talking about that. Um, but yeah, it was like bad timing. And so like, even when you're talking to Janae about whether to continue on Hinge and like Bumble, I'm like, I don't even have the mental capacity to really deal with one person at this time. Um, so the idea of dealing with multiple people is kind of um, daunting. Yeah, same. Yeah, because I always wondered, like, because I see people, like, still swiping and stuff, and I'm not on an app, so I'm always, like, just, you know, fascinated by, like, especially now, like, what is, I guess, the I don't want to say the point, because that sounds rude. What's the goal of yeah. swiping right now? Because it's, like, you you obviously can't meet. Uh, you don't know when you're going to meet. Are you just going to mm-hmm. keep up this relationship to meet? And then it's also, like, okay, I invest three months into talking to you, and then we meet in person. I don't really like you, so it's, like, I just yeah. talk to you for nothing. So I, I always think that's interesting. And then you see, like, you know, I'm on this, like, Facebook group, and there's guys who are like, why don't you want to meet up with me? And it's like, y'all are so stupid. Or you see, I read an article about how people were like, well, I'm going to hook up anyway because I want to. And it's just like, what? No. It's, also, it's kind of like, if y'all dumbasses weren't afraid of commitment and had decided to commit prior, we wouldn't be in this predicament. But now the guys who want to play around are just by themselves. I know. Hopefully I they're by themselves. But I knew that's in that tweet that was like, the only guys having consistent sex are the ones who wanted to commit. I don't know, but I probably liked that tweet. <laughs> yeah. Because <I thought> <laughs> it's, 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 it's true. But I think now it's like, it's, what I like about it is I, in the apps, I've really struggled with the physicality and um the physical part of dating and like if it's too soon to get into that and it's been like this weird tightrope that I've had to dance with guys and try to gauge where they are um and now that's kind of stripped away so like we have we're forced 
to just focus on, you know, like our personalities and just the um, the communication aspect, which I I find it less distressing. Yeah, yeah it's interesting to see if this is going to like change the dating game in the future. Like, are people going to be more committed? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think it'll change it for the immediate future. I imagine that after everything is said and done, and people are actually able to meet up with each other I think there's definitely going to be you know I imagine there's going to be a rush of stories and articles of you know the amount of pregnancies going up after corona and the amount of people being in relationships because I imagine it's like you spend three months just being able to communicate with someone without like Amari was saying all that those physical barriers um so I imagine that immediately it'll change that but I think afterwards it's just going to go back to normal to be real with you Oh uh, yeah, that, that's disappointing. I mean, yeah. I mean that's true. I'm just yeah. I'm always just like, I'm not gonna put my energy into like, I don't know. I just seem like that's a lot of energy, and I'm like, there's yeah. other things I can be doing. What you said before was it being pointless, and then you were like, I don't want to be too rude. It does feel swiping right now on any dating app feels like, like I said before, I, I already am talking to one guy that I have not been able to meet up yet, and I've been talking to him for months. So it's like, why add someone else to the list? Like, yeah. And then it's like, if that person decides like to randomly ghost you, it's like, that's going to be rough and you're not going to be able to cope with it. Like the way you would like, you know, cause right now it'll be a really shitty time to like go through a breakup or something. Yeah. You can't even like be with your friends or like, kind of like do stuff to take your mind off of it. So it's just like interesting to me, but on the topic of dating apps, I, did, I was reading about, how people are meeting up on on the dating apps and it was like bumble has seen a significant increase in usage where the the coronavirus outbreak is in the u.s like seattle new york and san francisco uh video and audio dates are a lot com more common so people are like facetiming and stuff um i think they said the usage went up 21 percent um and then on the terms of like people in relationships, because I can imagine you're quarantined with your boyfriend or something and I would go insane. I don't have one, but I know I would go insane. Um, so it's like, will this lead to more divorces? Because in Bloomberg said the city of, oh God, I don't know how I pronounce this, X-I-A-N in central China and a lot of other places reported a record high number of divorce filings in early March. Um and yeah, I just think it's interesting how uh, cup, some couples, because like we read online that some people are like realizing their hate divorces and stuff. So just like interesting how that changes people's relationships. I think a lot of people are going to realize a lot that they don't even really like their significant other, that yeah. they can't be with their significant other a long time. And honestly, it's going to be a blessing because you should want to figure that out sooner than later. Yeah. But I read, uh, but um, for our <laughs> listeners who are in, a relationship and their relationship as for yes significant others uh, my advice uh, is to find things that you guys like to do together and separately um, mm. also take time to go on walks together and talk and try to disconnect from social media um, like I said before we ordered um, board games and we played board games together um talk about like your goals that you guys want to accomplish together as a couple yeah and also um goals that you guys want to accomplish separately but how it also can benefit the relationship so if you are quarantined with your significant other and um it's not going well um 
figure out how you guys can oh wait no you froze wait is there someone out there wait no she just froze Rachel she froze for you guys too yeah I can't hear her anymore oh I hate Skype bro coronavirus killing our connections so basically Rachel said I'm in a health relationship I don't know about y'all ho, but uh, <laughs> I, <have to> <laughs> um, I read an article about like Corona Bays and how there were a lot of people who were in the beginning stages of dating. Um, and because they were in the beginning of stages of dating, like only a few months, they've been knowing each other. They were like, let's quarantine together. And there was uh, one girl in the article who says like, and, and I think that it happened with this guy that she was just talking to, like one of his roommates was exposed and she was over his apartment. So she had no choice but to stay with him for like a little while. That's unfortunate. He was just talking. She literally said in the article, like, I feel like all of my freedom has been taken away from me and I regret all of this damn yeah that sucks and they were in europe so Mm. this is when they were hit pretty hard yeah that's not the time to be over some random person's house and you got to stay with them for like indefinitely yeah that would i would rather die honestly i mean actually if it's good wait is rachel back can you guys hear me oh yeah okay Okay. before okay yes so rachel continue on with what you're saying yeah Oh, just just if find ways to communicate with your partner because, you know, and you guys going to be in this space for a very long time. So and if you can leave, um, then leave. But why would you <laughs> if you're not happy with your significant other? Wait, so how are people going to like what if they live together? Like, you know, it's rough. you have to figure it out because. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe you guys just stay separately in the house, and then you know, like, find damn, out that's if rough. You have that space to um, stay separated until this is over, but you know, um, <laughs> I'm not a marriage counselor. Or, Rachel is like dead ass. I don't know how to help you. <laughs> Or maybe you can, you know, a lot of us have are fortunate enough to have the option to stay with parents, you know, if something's working and it's about to be war the roses up in there, you could just opt one of the stay with your parents. I do like how you said um figure out the activities together and separate as well as the goals together and separate because I feel like that could definitely get lost now that you're with someone literally 24-7. I think it's important to keep that individual but also together and like that balance i think that's super that has to be like probably number one like you said communicating because like you ain't gonna go nowhere like so if y'all got problems you need to squash that asap or it's gonna be awkward for months so you need to figure it out yeah uh super super disappointing yeah like you said like i don't know if you could go to a friend's house or someone else's house um i don't know that's that is rough like i don't because I, I feel i would imagine that a lot of people are uh gonna go through some breakup soon so mm-hmm. um we also 
I, I just found this cute little article about best methods for social distancing um, for like, according to your Zodiac sign. Um, so I thought it could be cute because I like Zodiac sign stuff. So yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and read mine first. Um, so I'm a Capricorn. My birthday is on January 18th. Fans, you can send me things in the mail. Um, so my challenge would be the lack of structure and predict productivity in quarantine that could make me feel directionless and anxious, which is true. Very true. Um, a strategy for me would be uh, preparing goals. Um, if I happen to not be working um, on my work, I'm sorry, guys. Um, I have to pivot and make sure I go into another direction um, and take creative accountability uh, and partner and connect with people often. Hmm. Interesting. We have an earth sign. Uh, wait, I'm looking at how many. So we have a water sign, two fire, and one earth. Ooh, so we cover all the elements. Yeah, we're pretty... We're pretty out there. Um, okay, I'll go next. Fire sign. Team Sad, December 19th. Uh, my challenge is being a feisty fire sign. You crave adventure, whether that is new vistas, languages, or subjects to learn about. Uh, strategy. Luckily, in quarantine, you can do the latter. So your best bet is to roll in a class that allows your mind to travel, even though your body cannot for the movement. Find a pal to join with you learn together. That is so interesting since I literally talked about doing a course. <laughs> yeah. Um, next fire sign. You want to go, Amari? Sure. Sorry, guys. My parents just brought me up my lunch. Oh, my God. That's so nice. <laughs> and I'll silently unmute. Um, but, yeah, so mine says challenge. You are the fire sign with the most energy. Whoop, whoop. So your biggest challenge could be not being able to run, spin, and hit all the opening nights. Strategy is essentially you channel this fire or else you may combust. Create a space in your home dedicated to working out and order whatever you may need to make your home workout slay. Loud music in a daily class will keep you pumped. I can tell you right now, my ass is not doing that. I I'm thinking this like Amari. And also, I'm thinking Amari's an Aries, guys. I am an Aries. Sorry, guys. Uh, March 30th. But I'm taking this time to bulk up in the food department. And I'm just going to, like, gain all that weight. I don't care. I'm not working out. <laughs> I'm about to get that. I'm, I'm, I'm working on my thick look. Okay. Thick. Okay. I'm in this bitch. Okay. So I'm a Pisces, born March 17th. My challenge is being an extremely empathetic water sign. You can sometimes get lost in the collective spirit and emotions that are not fully your own. <sighs> Sad but true. Uh, my strategy is creativity is clean for you. So whether it is collage, dance, or writing, it is essential to get your juices flowing. Also, morning rituals for grounding will help you to protect your vital energy. Yes, morning rit rituals are very important for me. This. Yeah. Wait, Amari, real quick, do you happen to know your um, rising or moon sign? 
Um, I don't. I feel like someone has figured it out for me before, and I feel like I'm in double Aries. Is that a thing? Ooh, yeah, you could be a triple Aries. But I feel like you have some water in you. Really? Is that a good thing? I only know what Aries are. I'm a favorite since it's a fire yeah, it's, like, it's not a good or bad thing. You just give me, like, water sign vibes, like... And, like in touch with your emotions and stuff like that. Oh, um, I'm an emotional bitch. Yeah, no. <laughs> like cancers and water tend to be like emotional. Um, like I have a cancer moon. Um, but yeah, you were just giving me water vibes. So I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I feel like I'm more one of the chill Aries, but my family. One, I don't know if this is because of Aries or just because we're Jamaican, but there's always like a level of craziness and they say I haven't fully tapped into mine yet. So we're all like waiting to see when the full Aries Jamaican comes out of me. So stay tuned, everyone. Well, I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. <laughs> my chart is all Capricorn. All Capricorn. Wait, your parents? No, my chart. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. My parents are Sagittarius. Like, yes, Steve. Yeah, I really do. I really my do. My parents are capped, so that's ironic. But your parents are Sag. My parents are caps. You're a Sag. Hey. Yeah. Um, um, I think it's time to talk that mental health with Rachel. Yes. So um, Kia sent me this article from the New York Times, and I thought it would be really helpful to um, just point out a few things from this article. Uh, 10 ways to ease your coronavirus anxiety. Um, I'm going to read a few tips from this article, and you can read the entire article. It'll it'll be available in our show notes. Um, First is know the facts. Um, If you, like, don't overdo when it comes to, like, watching the news and reading up on um, this virus because it can overwhelm you and cause you to stress out even more. Um, another another tip is to identify the source or sources of your anxiety. Um, figure out what it is that is causing you to feel a certain way and to um, just to tackle it, whether it is going for a walk or exercising um, or taking a long, nice, warm bath. Uh, just take care of yourself. And don't be afraid to ask for help. And Dr. Lerner says, so avoid being a do-it-yourselfer when you are not qualified. Grab some other clear-thinking person to ask what she thinks or what he would do about stockpiling food or taking that plane trip or talking to little Billy about what's going on with grandma in the hospital and his school being closed. You may choose not to follow the advice you seek, but it's essential to have others perspectives and lastly um don't skip the help the self-care again take care of yourself um whether you like to read work out like janae mentioned art painting um find new things that you can do to keep yourself busy and um to keep yourself busy and healthy um we just need to make sure that we are um, on top of our mental health and how we feel. And to be honest, and just to conclude, to just to close, um, make sure that you seek the help that you need, whether it's through your friends. Um, I think, Janae, you mentioned about online therapy. 
Was that you? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's something that I'm actually going to try because it's just hard to talk face to face with a therapist and take care of yourself. That's the most important thing. Okay. Thank you, Rachel, for those words. Um, we'll move on to my segment, the shits. I think we've settled on the shits. I'm cool. Yeah, I think it's just going to have to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Amber wrote in saying, hey, guys, I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy on your end. I'm writing you guys today because I've been struggling a bit with being too many people's support system. In light of everything going on in the world, COVID-19, social distancing, and our shitty president not leading our country at all, people losing their jobs, and the list goes on and on, um, I've found myself being a sounding board for a lot of friends, which is fine. I have always been a very empathetic person who plays therapist for my friends, but lately even looking at my phone has been giving me anxiety. At any given moment, I'll have dozens of messages and it's even been hard for me to concentrate. I understand that this is a really good problem to have. There are a lot of people who are being forced to cut their only contact with the outside world because of social distancing. And I'm incredibly thankful that I am obviously loved, but I need a break. How do I log off while still helping out friends who need emotional support? Mm, That's a lot. (laughs) A lot of people are probably going through that. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people are. And I think this is something that I can definitely um, relate to. And something that I've been doing lately is just muting. (laughs) (laughs) Muting people. And I know it's... Do what you got to do. It sounds so mean. It sounds so savage. But it has been... I am a part of like a lot of group chats right now. Um, So it's been a lot for me. So I've just been muting people and then you know, as I'm working from home, say, okay, from this time to this time, you are doing nothing but focusing on work. Um, And then you're going to go get food. And then you're going to look at your phone and catch up on all of those text messages. And then I'll send out all my text messages and then go back, say from this time, from this time, you're doing work for the podcast. You're doing work for yourself. You're going to watch that YouTube video you always wanted to watch. You're going to do work for work. (laughs) Um, And then look at those text messages. Um, that's been something that's been really helpful for me. And I think also, cause muting sounds so savage and it kind of makes you feel guilty, but at the same time, just like that analogy that everyone uses with the, uh, masking on the airplane, you cannot put someone else's mask on if you are not wearing one. Yeah. And you can't help like people, you know be healthy if you're not healthy but I think also another thing is like straight up telling them like listen I'm also going through a hard time um and I you know can't really um I can't really handle this right now like we're all going through this it's it's a little it would be selfish for someone to be like let me put all my emotional baggage on you figure it out when you have your emotional baggage and something that I've definitely learned in the last couple years I'm just reading about this and taking a perspective is if I come to my friend, I'll be like, do you have the emotional capacity to handle this story right now? Yeah, I was just, literally just about to say that. <laughs> I think that's my, something we forget. Mm-hmm. My friend um, uh, in school, she, like when we first got 
started getting close, she'd always ask me, do you have the mental space to take something on right now? And I used to get annoyed. I'm like, just, just like call me. Um, but I really appreciate that now because it's like, it forces me to reflect on my own mental space and whether I have the energy to deal with someone else's uh, well-being or just not well-being, but like what they're going through. And it is really good. Um, now I've started saying that to other people because I don't want to unload myself onto someone who doesn't even have the mental space or like the emotional capacity to take that on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's something you like don't think about until someone brings it up and you're like, wow, I didn't even realize that like maybe I could be like contributing to someone's like anxiety or something and they want to be a good friend, but they can't really help me right now. And that's okay. Cause I, I definitely have a friend that like she, she's aware of it like she means well she's obviously not trying to do anything on purpose but like there are times where she just unloads like we'll call you for hours like throw a bunch of stuff on you and you're just like bruh on top of your stuff I got like a lot of stuff I'm dealing with and it's just like uh, I'm gonna need you to step back for a second but like yeah just definitely putting perspective and I think it's okay to tell someone like listen I'm not in the right headspace and if they get mad at you um you should be friends with them yeah to be honest honestly if you can't tell someone hey I've got a lot of stuff going on right now like I'm busy I can't text you back right now I'll text you later and if they get snippy with you irritated they're going through their own crap right now and maybe they're taking that out on you because they know that you'll be around but you don't have to go through that shit so if you need to leave them on red for a little while leave them on red yeah i think that's fine i think you gave some great tips today on like dedicating a certain time for something um and it's okay like people don't have to answer now don't be taking like eight days to respond to people but like i think it's okay to take even a day yeah i think so too um, oh, shout outs before I forget and people kill me. Okay, yeah. thank you. <laughs> so, giving shout outs to Julius Rich, who's been asking for a shout out. Just gonna say here so he knows what it is. Um, and then also, I want to give a second shout out to um, my friend Bacola, who I've mentioned on this podcast before about her YouTube channel. Uh, I don't know if she's doesn't want me to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it because my homegirl is featured on CNBC. Y'all can check out the video on YouTube. I make like a three-second appearance. People are like, you're in this YouTube video about this girl making the salary. And I'm like, yeah, that's my best friend from home. <laughs> but yeah, she's doing her thing. Her podcast, or, um, her YouTube channel kind of blew up. She is a black woman working in tech and she's giving a lot of like tech perspectives and tech tips and it's cool to see um, a black woman doing that and talk about her experience. Um, so yeah, her channel's called The Come Up. She's doing big things on YouTube. Um, sorry, my mom just came in. Anyway, yeah, but she's also just like a great person, a great friend. So I just want to highlight her as much as I can and just like wish her the best and her success. Um, but yeah, and shout out. That to was the time to, to get financial literacy, you know, yes. knowledge and all that stuff because we're going to need it moving forward. Yeah, and if you want tips from a black woman to come up, uh, yeah, so check it out on Instagram and uh, YouTube. And yeah, she's just got like thousands of followers and views now and it's cool to see like her success from when she just started the channel and like CNBC is hitting her up and it's like really awesome to see. So just wanted to highlight that because it's important to highlight people's accomplishments oh also like belated birthdays for rachel and amari who, oh yeah 
celebrate <laughs> their you. birthdays. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry for all the people who have to celebrate your birthdays in quarantine. Um, but hopefully you make the best of it. Hopefully your friends and family can like FaceTime you and do house party and stuff. But um, yeah, just just want to highlight everyone doing big things now. Um, yeah. Rachel, I mean, Amari, did you want to say something? No, I just said yes. Okay. (laughs) Well, I think that's it. I think this might be the longest episode that we ever recorded, but y'all needed it. We needed everything, bruh. Exactly. So, like, like usual, help us help you. Um, comment, like, subscribe. You know, go to. I always go off the script, (laughs) y'all. I'm like, what did she say? Go back to the script. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Follow us on social media at So Called Oreos, and you can email us at So 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 Called Oreos at gmail.com. And we have like this cool new survey thing that Amari broke her neck and her. To put together and we need your help so-called yeah. Oreos, be like so-called oreos international fam like we trying to do this for y'all for them oreos you know what i mean so bang, you can bang. <laughs> <laughs> i think the quarantine is showing <laughs> it is you can listen to us on soundcloud itunes spotify Google Play, and please, like I was saying previously, remember to like, rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Until then, bye. Bye, y'all. How do I stop recording?